Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Always get, it's always hard to get started, so uh, I guess we'll start at the beginning. It's just, it's great to be here. It, I am just so honored to be able to speak this morning. Um, this has been an exciting time, and, and Pastor Joel talked about a, a farewell, and it's, it's, it's not a farewell. It's just a, a little change, and that makes it even weirder. Uh, we've, we've left places, and people have wel- you know, welcomed us to leave. I, I don't know if that's a... <laughs> Well, you know what I mean, and, and we've left, but, but here people are, are saying those nice things and we're sticking around, so uh, it's, it's just kind of a little strange way of doing things. Uh, th- this whole culture series, as we've started, the, has, has been an interesting one. Pastor John talked about the attitudes that we need to, to, to have and, and to multiply things, things like exalting and enjoying God. And then, then Alyssa came along the next week and talked about enjoying God, but resting in him. And sometimes we get so busy, we don't rest in him. And uh, some back in, in 2015, you know, each, each year we, we start out the, the year with a time of fasting and prayer. And 2015 was a really special one for me, and, and it just led me to a couple things. And since then, I've spent some time in Psalm 90 each morning. And Psalm 90, verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we might present to you a heart of wisdom. And uh, I've, I've started doing that. So in uh, 1157 days will be my 70th birthday, and you're already in, all invited, okay? But... <laughs> Alyssa talked about, about the uh, habel, that our life is just, and then it's gone. We only have a fraction of time, just this little slice of time, to be able to impact the hearts and lives of others. And every day is important. And, and so she talked about, about that. We need to rest in God, but we need to recognize our life is very, very short. And so we need to make each day count. Pastor John talked about honoring others, talked about honoring our leaders, talked about honoring God. And uh, I'm overwhelmed by the the honor that's been expressed to us. It's it's a wonderful thing. This this is a, a wonderful place. And then last week, Pastor John Hudd talked about how to be great in God's, God's kingdom. And that's to serve, to serve those around you, to serve God by serving those around you. Uh, when Pastor John asked me to speak, he asked me to explain how I got to be this way. Well, he used different, he used different words, but that's, that's basically what he was asking me to, to, to say. And, uh, you know, Pastor John and Don have been talking about their, their impact verses in, in, in each morning and the, uh, the strength for today. And so I thought I would take a little twist on that and uh, 
I'd talk about an impact sermon. Now, have any of you had a 20-year sermon? Yeah, not one that lasted 20 years, and, and I've, I've sat through a few that seemed like they lasted 20 years. They just, oh! In fact, I may have, I may have given one or two of those even. Uh, but, but what I mean by a 20-year sermon is something that impacts you for an extended period of time that impacts, you know, so often, you know, scripture talks about line upon line, precept upon precept, and, and, and most times we grow that way. God takes and touches our heart, and he brings people in, and, and we change and grow and adapt and adjust and mature. But every once in a while, we get that word that just changes the way we look at things, just changes everything. And every time we, we go to the word, we, we see that, that come back again and again. Um, I, I, I've been praying that you'll remember this message at least till tomorrow afternoon. And, and, and maybe for one or two of you, it might be something that will take you longer than take you farther than that. So I've got three sermons, so we're going to try something, we're going to, we're going to do the impossible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that we're going to do the impossible this morning. We're going to give you three sermons in the next uh, few minutes. So uh, I'll talk fast, you listen quickly, and we'll get through this. The, uh, the first one that, that impacted me was... I, more well more than 20 years ago and it was called interpreting the interruptions and it was about the life of joseph and joseph was a young guy had everything going for him he was his dad's favorite kid he was the special one he was the chosen one and then his life had a couple interruptions you know his brothers hated them but but and and so they sold him into slavery which would be quite an interruption in your life and then he was falsely accused and went to jail and he's rotting in jail and he's got a hope to get out and he's forgotten in there and he's just sitting in jail for years. And I would see that as a pretty big major interruption in my life. And, and we take a look at how, how Joseph responded to it in Genesis 50 verse 20, he says, as for you, as he's talking to his brothers that are really nervous. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about the present result to preserve the lives of many people. And I don't know if I have the maturity to be able to see that in people that have caused me so much grief for so long that I would be able to say, all part of God's plan. This is great, guys. Don't you see it? I, 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 that's quite a, a way to, to see that interruption. But uh, we've all had interruptions in, in our lives. And uh, I've had a few. Uh, just so you know, I was born, my, my parents were, were atheists. Uh, a, a generation before, they'd thrown somebody. Um, it, it, it was just... We'll just leave it at that. Uh, as in a lot of small communities, and I'm thankful I grew up when I did, uh, but a lot of small communities, uh, the 
key form of recreation was drinking. And, uh, you know, there's no Olympics for it. There's no medals for it, but I did excel. I worked hard at it. And uh, I, I did quite well as a young man. And as a rather rebellious young man in the 70s, uh, the, the restraints that were on me in my home when I left fell apart. And so I was uh, able to find new friends and make new friends. Now, most of my new friends were either on parole or else I could visit them on, on visiting day at the penitentiary. And that was my, that was my circle of friends, my party, party buddies. That's who I, who I hung out with. Life was a bit of a mess. Uh, at one point, I did something strange. I went to a church down the just down the street, I thought that might, I, oh, I was desperate. And they were far more interested in cookies and coffee after the service than they were in talking to me. I expect that's why you'll often find me after the service trying to find the new people and spending time with them, because I don't want it to cost a decade out of somebody else's life like it cost me. Um, finally, one day, one evening, I stumbled through a door of an AA meeting and they opened up to me something of a, a possibility of something greater than this earthly existence where you reach the end, you die, you get cremated and buried in a beer box, which was, uh, that was my dad's goal. So there had to be something more. And uh, they set me on a journey. And I went to a number of different places. Uh, for a little time, we attended a, a new age aura seeking kind of place. It was, it was, it was weird, it's what it was. Uh, and at the same time, I kept bumping into those annoying born-agains. They were everywhere. <laughs> I had a, a, there was a girl who worked for me, and she was so sweet. And I can see her sweet now. When, when, when she was there, she was kind of annoying. Because she, she, would, she would wander around all day humming hymns. And, and, and you just never, you know, like, and, and she would take everything. One day I said to her, we had a different project, I don't know what it was, and, and, but it's something we'd never quite tackled before, and, and I said, well, this is going to be the blind bleeding the blind, but we'll get there, and she said, you know, Mr. Berglund, Bible says when the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall in the ditch. I said, whoa, that's in the Bible? I, 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 come on. They, <laughs> She was, she was a sweetheart, and I'd love to see her again just, to, just because. Um, I even had some friends that found Jesus. And unfortunately, many of them went back to, to normal after a few weeks or a few months. And uh, somehow along that journey, I stumbled into the... Uh, the parable of the sower. So 
I'm only, in the interest of, of, of time, we're only going to look at the, the back half of that where Jesus explains it because it just, it's just shorter that way. So uh, have we got that scripture from, from Luke 8? There we go. So the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they're smoke choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. I remember saying to Stella, if, if, and it was a big if, if I ever become a Christian, I want my heart to be good soil. Um, if I was ever going to make that decision, I wanted it to be a quality decision. I disappointed and confused a lot of people as they witnessed to me and they invited me out to gospel events. And sometimes I would even go, but usually just to poke fun. I, uh, then one morning, I was at a, a breakfast meeting, speaker was, was speaking to me. There was lots of people there, but that morning God touched my heart. And I prayed a very simple prayer, and my life was transformed forever. It was, uh, it was an interesting journey. That morning, as I stepped outside, the grass was greener. The sky was bluer. The air was fresher. And I had a burden that just didn't hang on my shoulders anymore. I lost half of my vocabulary. <laughs> I used to speak English and profanity quite fluently and half of it just disappeared. Not that I can still pre-speak that fluently, but uh, anyway, I, I started praying and uh, saying grace before meals, and there was a change in, in our home. The, the, the sense of the presence of God came into our home in, in such a way that five days later, Stella just had to have whatever it was that I had. And we didn't, we didn't really even know what it was, but she gave her heart to Christ five days later. And uh, we've been trying to figure out how to grow up in this thing ever since. Uh, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Our, our first pastor, as we got involved in a, in a church, uh, and it's, it's kind of a funny story. You ever notice that you've got these, these circles that keep intersecting one another and they keep overlapping? The, the, the church we ended up in as, as soon as we were saved is a church that, that Pastor John's dad had started years before. And it's because of him that, and that we were able to be there. Uh, his, uh, one of our pastor's favorite verses was Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And he uh, encouraged us to memorize it. He encouraged us to live it out. 
And there it says, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Renewing your mind for transformed living. And we're doing it through the word of God. We have, that's, that's been a, a, a valuable scripture to us for well over 40 years. And uh, it just, God's work does the work of changing who we are. But if we leave it sitting on our nightstand, it doesn't do anything. It's like being given a prescription and you leave it in the medicine cabinet. Unless you ingest it, unless you take it, it doesn't do anything for you. And so we've come to just love the word and it has shaped our lives. It's shaped our hearts. And I've watched it change and shape those around about us. I've got one other scripture I want to share with you just, just now. It's, you know, sometimes I, I, this, is, this is something I've, I've read and quoted hundreds of times. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. And it's, it's a really uh, a neat recipe that God has given us. Don't do this. Don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Don't stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. And then verse tell, ter, 2 tells us, Here's what you should do. Delight in the law of the Lord. Delight in the word of God. And meditate on it day and night. And if we don't do what he says not to do, and if we do what he says to do, the result is verse 3, that we would be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water which has no, no needs. It's taken care of. It yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf doesn't wither. Whatever it does, prospers and we go on. The word of God will do that in, in your life. But you just, you just need to soak in it and meditate on it. The, uh, the second 20-year sermon was called Overcoming Slothfulness. Uh, we mostly pieced together out of the book of Proverbs and I've uh, come to love, love Proverbs. I think of it most, most days uh, as I read a proverb each day. And, and a lot of people wouldn't think this of me today, but that was a huge problem in my life. I didn't much like going to bed at night. I didn't much like getting up in the morning. Um, I wasn't even all that keen about going to work. But uh, God changes our hearts. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we need a little human help in that. You know, we've, thank you. <laughs> we, we've spent a lot of time with a lot of couples over, over the years, and uh, we've walked through some, some interesting situations. And uh, it's, it's my observation that often in couples, there, there are places of contrast. You, you get the, uh, the, the, the spender gets married to the saver. You get the the quiet, shy introvert gets married to the introvert, and there's, you know, you get, 
it, it, couples are just kind of contrast. I, I don't know if it's just that God keeps us uncomfortable. I, I think maybe it's so that he keeps us in balance. But uh, most couples, there's, there's one that's a morning person and the sun cracks over the horizon and they're ready for the day and they're excited. And, and, and then you get the other ones going, oh. One, one says, good morning, Lord. The other one says, good Lord, it's morning. It's just... <laughs> And, and it's, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the morning person, okay? And, and my sweet wife would kind of help me along there. And, and so for, for years, actually we did it again this morning just for fun. Um, she, would, she would start out and the alarm would ring and I'd hit snooze and the alarm would ring and, I'd, and then she'd get annoyed and she'd, she'd start a scripture verse and she'd, this is a day the Lord's made. And then she'd wait. And I was supposed to finish it off. And think, oh, is it daylight? Oh, my. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. And, and she'd go round after round of this. She'd, she'd start half of a verse and then stop. And I'd have to, and then I knew I was in trouble when she went to Proverbs 6. And she'd say, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of your hands to rest. Oh no! Uh, and, and, uh, poverty come on you like a bandit, and scarcity like an armed man. And then I'd get up and have my shower. So, uh, over time, God and His Word have changed my perceptions about mornings. Changed my perceptions about work. Uh, now I'm normally able to get up at six with minimal prodding and uh, spend some time in the Word before the world gets moving around me. And I'm no longer a certifiable sluggard. Um, you know, I, when the world went home back in, in mid middle of March and uh, everybody was kind of locked down, I, I was reminded of a lady I met 45 years ago, um, and she would, she was, she was not only one of those born-agains that kept talking to me about Jesus, and she tithed her time. She would spend her first two hours and 40 minutes in scripture and in prayer, and uh, I, I know 40 minutes is not 10% of four hours, but I didn't want to correct her math. She was a sweet lady. So, uh, but she would spend her first two hours and 40 minutes. I thought, hey, you know, that's kind of a, a good thing. And with COVID, it just changed some schedules. And so since then, since COVID struck, I've, I've been able to do that most days. Um, and it's a good thing. I encourage you to do something like that. Spend some time with the Lord before you get started in your day. The third 20-year sermon was called Picking Up Sticks and Shaking Off Serpents. And if we got that Acts scripture someplace there, Acts chapter 28, it was just there last week, but when, it says, when, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself to his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they began saying to one another, 
Undoubtedly, this man is a murderer. And although he's been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. People sure have a lot of opinions, don't they? <laughs> However, he shook the creature off and into the fire and suffered no harm. So you've got Paul, a prisoner. He's been in jail for, for a few years. He gets on this ship, his shipwrecked, is washed ashore. He's soaking wet. He's cold. It's raining. And it's miserable. He's around the 275 or more other people, and they're feeling equally miserable. Now, what do we find Paul doing? He's serving. He's wandering around, picking up sticks to put on the fire to keep other people warm. And what does he get for, as a reward for his, his gracious serving? He gets bitten by a snake. It's interesting what he does. He just shakes it off. He gets criticized by the local people. He must be a murderer. And he shakes it off. And he goes on serving. And sometimes we get misunderstood. Sometimes I get misunderstood, usually by my wife, but, but sometimes by others. I, I get misunderstood. And, and, and so what do we need to do when we get misunderstood? We just need to shake it off and serve some more. And that's really what we're called to do is to serve. And this, this church is a place of great service and great servants. And uh, we really appreciate this, this house. So I'm going to close with just one more scripture. Well, just because I said I'm going to close doesn't mean I'm going to stop. But, but we're going to stop. We're going to go to another half parable. And again, it's where, where Jesus is, is explaining the parable. The first half of the parable, the, the master goes out and he leaves his servants with certain assignments. Uh, here's, here's what you need to do. And, and it, it made me think of, now none of you have done this, but I know when I was a teenager, my mom and dad would, would leave me, would leave for a time and they would leave me a, a list of chores to do. They're, you know, get this, 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 and done. And usually that meant that about the time I thought they were coming home, I had better scramble and do at least, make it look like I was trying to do some of them. And uh, so this story here starts where the homecoming. So in Matthew 25, you got that? There we go. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more say, talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I've gained five more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the second one who had received the two talents came up and said to him, Master, 
you entrusted me with two talents, and look, I've gained two more. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I know you're a hard, hard man. Reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid. And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. See, here, here you have what's yours. But his master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy, slothful slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow, and I gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. I don't know about you, but when my master comes to me, or I go to him, I, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful slave. I don't want to feel like I did when my parents came home and my chores were not done. That. I'd, I'd somehow missed out, I'd somehow come up short. And it's true that I'm entering into a, a new phase of life. Uh, it's been an, a wonderful journey. We've been in this church for about 18 years. We've been on staff for, for seven. And this place has been just a joy to us and although we are retiring uh, I don't expect that we will stop serving it's just going to look a little different and I encourage you to, to do the same now I'm not sure where you are in your journey maybe uh, Maybe you don't even know you're on a journey. Maybe somebody just invited you here and to poli be polite or, or maybe to poke fun, you decided that you would come. I want you to know God has a plan and a purpose for your life. An exciting plan and a, a very meaningful purpose. And you just need to turn to him to determine what that is. And if that's you this morning, I'd, I'd encourage you to, to talk to me after the service, talk to any of the pastors after the service, talk to the person that brought you. God has a way and a plan and a purpose for you. And uh, you just need to pray that simple prayer and he will accept you, he will change your life from the, right from the inside out. And maybe, maybe you're one that's just
kind of stuck in the muck of your journey. Uh, You're in a place that it's hard to keep your head above water. Hebrews 11, did I put that on the slide? I don't know. Hebrews 11 in in the Amplified says, but without faith, it's impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Folks, we need to to search his word, to seek his will, to not be conformed to this world, but be changed by the word of God so so that we can live lives that are pleasing to him. And if you do that, he will change your circumstance. He will change your life. And I would encourage you, we're going to be starting up in a few weeks, we're going to be starting up small groups. No, we're going to start up neighborhood groups, pardon me. Old habits die hard. Every once in a while I call this place Lawson. So, um, Groups are a place where you can be accountable, where people will gather around and care for you and help you walk out your decisions that can't be done in a gathering like this. They're valuable to change your heart, to change your circumstance, to change your situation. And I would encourage you, I I think they're going to, Pastor Yasmin or someone later is going to you know, explain how to get involved with groups. Really, really, really do that. Do that. It's, it's valuable. It's important to your life. It's important to your future. And maybe you're falling in the third category. Maybe you're just a little complacent. Life is good. Um, you come to church. Sometimes. Uh, You pray when you think about it. You read your Bible occasionally and you plan to serve someday. When we plan to do something someday, it just never happens. Today's the important day to make that decision. And I would encourage you, we've got opportunities to serve here. Uh, I think you're a lot like me. At the end, you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And so uh, I would encourage you, just take a, take a cue from, from Nike and just do it. Just do it. Uh, Pastor Yasmin or call into the office we will find a place. We will find a role that, that suits you and your character. It'll suit your personality. Something that you can do to, to help serve. And you know what? It might hurt a little bit. You might have to sacrifice a little bit. I was thinking this morning, you know, Jesus kind of hurt a little bit and sacrificed a little bit for us. Uh, it's, it's, it's only reasonable that that we would sacrifice for him Uh, so i would encourage you get connected to serve in some capacity it'll be rewarding to you 
it'll be fulfilling. And you say, oh, I got no time. I, I'm, I'm a busy guy, don't you know? Well, I, I, does anybody here watch TV? I, I, just, I just went back to my, my, my old world for, for a few minutes uh, getting ready for this. And, and according to Comcast, the average TV viewer used to watch 57 hours a week. And then COVID came along and now they're up to 66 hours a week. You know what? I bet you could tune out for a whole half an hour a week, maybe an hour a week, and you would find a new hour to your week where you could do something more beneficial than watching the tube, watching other people get paid very, very well to entertain you. Um, so I would encourage you, hit the remote and instead volunteer, do something that's gonna have eternal consequences, eternal values, eternal rewards. Why do we get tangled up in this temporary stuff when we can, we can look at the eternal stuff? So, so get engaged, get involved, and volunteer to serve. So with that, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you thank you for your goodness. I thank you for this precious group of people you've gathered together this day. And Father, if there's some in that first category that, that don't know you, and this is all kind of strange and odd and confusing, I look to, O oh God, that you would touch their hearts even this morning. Father, you would cause them to to question who they are and what their values are. Father, you would uh, draw them to yourself. Give them a boldness, Lord, to speak with one of the pastors or, or someone, oh God. Give them a boldness to pray a, a simple prayer and turn their lives to you. And Father, for those that are in the midst of an interruption where things look difficult, challenging, I look to you, O oh God, that you would cause them to have a fresh hunger and thirst for your word. Father, that you would uh, walk them through their situation and Lord, you would just touch their hearts and guide them. And Father, for those that are going through the motions. I look to you, O oh God, that you would stir their hearts to step out and do things that have eternal consequences, eternal value. Help them, Father, to find a place where they can serve and be fulfilled and, and honor you. And we thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. You've been so merciful. You're so kind. So be with us today, Father, as we, uh, as we enjoy and honor you and put our rest and hope in you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, bless you all. It's been a pleasure to be here. Pastor John. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.